when discussing whitetail movement and strategizing for your hunts, one of the most important things to keep in mind would definitely be weather. There you have it. That is really getting jacked up. We know that weather can be one of the most important factors that change a deer's daily habits, routine, pattern. With that being said, what is your favorite weather to hunt? I like high pressure um, clearings after storms. And some of my favorite would be late season or some of the best hunts I've had were early season with below normal temperatures coming into a high pressure system, good weather. So is this, uh, explain this a little bit. Why, uh, I'm sure there's a, you know, or we know there's a reason, you know, high pressure, uh, you know, nice sunny bluebird days. Uh, give a little explanation of why those are your days that you like to hunt. So over the decades that I've been hunting, uh, I've noticed those are the bigger movements. In years past, a lot of guys talked about movement before fronts coming through. Uh, that is a very short movement. Um, for decades, that used to be the, the standby that you're going to get these deer on your feet feeding before the uh, weather pattern would come through. Uh, but unless I'm mistaken, um, even the weatherman you know, might only know 12 to 24 hours in advance when pressures drop in and things of that nature. So if an animal's only got a clue 12 to 24 hours in advance and starts feeding heavy, that's going to be a short window, especially if it's after dark or whatever. So um, in all the seasons and years I've been hunting, some of the best hunting has been uh, below the normal. I call that ambient temperature. So like let's say in the summer times, you know, your, your average temperature would be running at in the evenings 65, 70 degrees. You get a spell where it's dropping to 50 and it just lights them up. Um, the deer are more active. They're moving more. So, so you're correlating the action to the high pressure after the drop? Do you use a pressure? Any pressure? No, I just, uh, just watch the weather. Uh, the weatherman will tell you. So uh, one of the most awesome posts I've had was uh, opening day of Illinois one year, where it literally dropped down to like 34 degrees over in October 1 and the bucks were fighting everything was going crazy there was movement a lot of uh, activity between the bucks and that so they just get they get fired up it's just it's so much below the normal temp uh, and that happens in the winter too and then we'll talk about that later what effect but, that'll have. but that's more that's temperature not pressure right right yeah okay so that's well that's a high pressure system that hit after front and then the temperatures dropped and were, was cold so so the temperature's coming after these fronts. So if a guy's looking to capitalize and he sees the the temp dropping, obviously like that that evening, but on a pressure standpoint. Watch your weather. You got rain coming in, you got a front coming in, a snowstorm. When that breaks, whenever that is, that's when you want to be out in the woods hunting. That's your best time. Now, I'll give you some reasons for that. The worst the worst the storm is and these deer hunker down, um, you'll have deer that'll sometimes bed up if there's a good storm, like in the winter, for a day and a half and not 
not move. I don't know if you ever ran into a bed in the woods where uh, it literally looked like it was molded in ice, just like the deer was frozen there. Um, I run into deer and bucks that I could almost walk up to. They see you coming, and they just did not want to bust out of that because it's a storm um, that they're in the middle of, and they just hold up. So they're not feeding for a day and a half. Things break, pressure comes up, they got to get up, they start feeding. Like after rain, they come out of the woodwork. It's just a more active time uh, for a whitetail to be on its feet. Yeah, so, you know, with that being said, I, I've experienced quite a bit of luck, I'd say, over the years. Um, I I would say it's not as good, but that movement before the weather, I think, especially, I think, I think that depends on the weather, right? I mean, if you know, if the weather's forecasting a big, big storm, would you not take that as a little bit more of a point, maybe to capitalize on yeah. it beforehand? So, because so now you know you'll see pressure be... dropping probably 24 hours before versus 12, and that's the window I was telling you about for before. There's that that window of activity. But it's a short one, and once the storm starts hitting, uh, deer have a tendency to, uh, to bed up and hold up until after. But due to the severity of the storm, do you think there'd be a difference in the movement beforehand because they know a, a big storm's coming versus just a little rain? I would call it a major and a minor movement. And before a storm, I would call it a minor. And after storm, I would call it a major. Okay, so you don't think it matters uh, level of storm or type of weather that's coming in? It's uh, it's just... No, you get, you get a... Um, you get a, well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, you uh, get a two-day storm where that's, it's going to be... That's exactly what I'm getting yeah. at. So, so we know... There's a hurricane coming. There's there's it there's weather and it's gonna be downpouring and so we can assume that these deer are gonna be bedded up. Does that make the miner more potent? I would think it would because they probably know twenty four hours before this happened and that it's the amount of pressure that drops, the severity of the storm. So obviously an animal would know that. They can feel a harder drop coming. And they're gonna know it's gonna be a two day sit instead of maybe a, a one day. So they feed up bed up and then they just lock up for a while now when do you think pressure wise this starts to not matter i mean because pressure's changing all the time like all the time and it's not always high pressure sometimes it's it's even or you might get like these small squalls uh do you think it it is there a point where it stops i don't know on fishing i think the small squalls are little gaps and opens in it uh i think for a white tail it's probably a little bit different so like more of a broader yeah think about a rainstorm how many times have you seen these big monster bucks out in a rainstorm for me early season it's got a different meaning to it i actually think these deer are running so hot late or early season uh when the rut's on that that rain literally cools them down and during the storm they're out really active during the rut moving yeah they're i mean that time of year there's so much testosterone running through running through the body. I don't think, I don't think they carry their way. With that being said, using weather and knowing it's the rut, uh, you know where these deer are held up in this storm or where they tend to hold up. Getting on the fringes of that could, you know, could benefit you. I suppose. I give you a story on uh, uh, some deer in October, with just the ambient temperature being lower and then a front coming through. Um, same buck coming down through to bed, same trail, two days in a row. And the humid, um, lousier weather just before a, a front came through, uh, warmer temperatures. 
I mean, the deer came through, didn't even work. The licking branch was just, just looked like it was lethargic. Next day, she dropped almost 15 degrees. And that deer was just about prancing on his way through, shagging some does, get into that work, uh, licking branch. It just, just worked it like it was a whole new season. Um, and they'll turn it on and off like that. They get more active when it's high pressure and just a little less active. So you correlate that to, to, to pressure. So, yeah. Good, good. Cause even good when weather. it's, cause even when it's warm, like, so, you know, talking about temperature, cause you've mentioned temperature a couple of times in there and, um, it being cold. So even in extremely hot temperatures, you can have high pressure and, and these fronts, correct? Tendency, the tendency would be that when the high pressure comes through, that it temperature cools down is a little cool bit. Out. Yes, for sure. Now, if you have that time of year where that temperature, and we talked about that with thermals, and you'll see that. Just look at the weather, and it'll tell you the lows and the highs. Normally, on a high-pressure system coming through, you get a bigger variance of a low and a high as far as evening and morning. Uh, and that's, those are your, your days you, you live for, them. nice, cold, crisp mornings. And then by afternoon, you don't even want to scour anymore. It gets so hot because of the um, sun coming up and warming things up. But um, in a clear, I think it's got to do with air thickness too, um, atmosphere. But um, I'll take high pressure, uh, clear bluebird skies any day over fronts and storms. Again, the mornings after or the evenings yeah, after. Yeah, th there's a, there's a lot of people who seem to love hunting in the rain or have killer action in the rain or always, they always talk about the rain um and i think you know as far as temperature goes well, let's not skip the rain then let's, as long as you op open that can of worms um again I, I hate to correlate the rut to anything so let's just leave all that out let's just leave this you know october through just normal normal deer movement it's so tough to talk to to talk about deer movement and weather and all this stuff and, and leaving the rut out of it because realistically you know that is the driving factor of probably 70 percent of the season i would say S something like that 70 percent. yeah i mean like so i mean i think that the rut that that phase of the season is affecting deer you know from i mean as early as october 10th i mean it could be well it's not the it's pre-rut well it's, yeah but it's the rut that's that's having those effects like that's coming so it's the build-up to that right. yeah, so that's, i mean that's different when i consider a rut i consider it when it gets into november and the shit hits the fan and it's and they're actually ball, breeding balls of the walls and and then everything flies yeah. out the door but that's what i'm saying but but you can't but if, if that's the case then then you're looking at a window of of 15 days and you can't tell me that um October 15th to October 31st, the, the rut, quote-unquote, or nothing else is having an effect on a deer, and he's doing all these things according to weather and moon, because that's just, that, that's, not, that's not right. Because he's, he's wired up inside, he's prepping for that moment, he's marking territory, he's getting out, right? So that's what I mean, like, when I think about the season and what's affected by the rut, I think there's a bunch of spill-off both ways. So, like, when, when I think about weather and moon right mm -hmm. those things the farther away from november you get in both directions the more adamant i think they become for sake of learning about the weather and the patterns forget about the rut because the deer will be out moving more after a storm 
the moon phase is always going to be, there's going to be a movement according to that phase, no matter what happens. So all the outliers that are in there are fine. You run into that all the time. But the staples of it are are just yeah, but, almost like the basics well, of it. There's not always going to be those things because weather affects moon. You know, uh, the weather will affect the moon phase and whether them deer are moving. It'll, it'll trumpet? Yeah. I, I'm saying in those instances, you, like, it's not something that's always there. And if a buck's out working a scrape line, you know, and he's all getting jazzed up because the rut's seven days away, I don't think a, a storm, it, you know, he's probably going to be moving through a, through a side, like a decent storm, right? I mean, he's not going to be like, like yeah. he would be October 1st, maybe with no other ulterior motive, just he's waiting to feed the next night. Whether it's early season, mid season, preseason, high pressure is your better movement. Um, yeah. My well, opinion. Yeah, no, we've established that. I'm saying beyond high pressure, I say the rut and that rut activity and the, and the dominance of a deer will trump this high pressure in this weather. I, I don't think it does. So you don't you don't think it ever does? You just well, said that I'll when, when perfect, the rut's going on, that there's, everything's out the window. I'll give you a perfect example how weather trumps it all. Perfect example is everybody is hunted in ambient temperatures, so temperatures above the normal and heat. And you can take the rut movement, it all goes after dark, and it's, it's just um, it's slow. It's slow during those times. You get high pressure, colder weather, and it just lights up. So even during the rut, you got low points because of weather, and you got high activity because of weather. Um, and I think it's the most, I think it trumps moon phase, um, even some of the rut activity. I think that pressure, um, guys just happy to be alive, man. Up so, and, up so, and we're not, so we're not talking about weather. We're talking about pressure. That's all you've been talking about because, that, because you can have cold weather with low pressure and you can have awesome deer movement. If you have, can you not? if you have any cold weather with high pressure or low pressure, the pressure coming in behind the temperature is going to drop. So it's I'm saying, a, I'm saying as the season goes on, as temperatures gradually become naturally colder at any time of the year. At, so even in cold, like right now, if there was a front that came through, yeah, your temperatures would be lower. But are higher but that before, is, and yep. they'll be higher. But uh, but it's not affecting after. movement as much because it's always cold. So here's why I don't like uh, the pressure before and low pressure, especially early. It usually is associated with humid, warmer temperatures. That's just horrible for managing uh, scent control. Um, and if the wind's not moving, you get stagnant, damp air. And I don't know if you ever experienced that, where you have a setup. Deer come through, they could be upwind of you, downwind of you, and the, if your wind's not really good or steady enough, it fills the whole valley with your scent, and those deer just, they won't even move because they don't know where the danger's coming from. Instead of bugging out, if you wait, and you can see, according to the weather, that the pressure's going to increase, the wind's going to increase, all of a sudden, that happens while you're on post, and you just see them deer, now, now they don't have scent to you anymore. And they just start moving through under their uh, main pattern. So I like um, the later. Okay. Now, if you get into late season, we start talking ambient temperature below the normal. Where like right now today, these deer didn't even come out this morning. It was 20 below zero. They did not even move to feed in the morning. So they missed the whole moon phase. They missed the whole uh, drop in temperature. They waited till midday to come out in the sun to move. So there's things that trump others. But on a generality, I would say 
your movement before would be your minor and the activity after a front no matter if it's early late um, or mid is going to be your minor or your major earlier on in my days i literally would not miss a day i don't care if there was a hurricane a storm uh, raining coming down i'd be socked i wouldn't miss a day so i experienced when the movements came and it was um I told you the story before about the uh, mobile home that got the rip, roof ripped off it. I was actually out in a, a tornado hunting. Uh, literally, I got so bugged out that I got down and left. And when it cleared, I wish I'd have been on pulse because that huge buck that was after, his tracks were up and down the logging road after that storm. I'd have killed that deer if I'd have hung it out. Uh, I, obviously, I couldn't. It was too dangerous. But um, Or other times when I'd be on a field edge and it'd be raining and pouring and nothing happened and all of a sudden... It would clear up before a sundown, probably a good moon phase, and the deer would just come out of the woodwork. Now, is it to come out and dry off? Is it uh, the front's done and now they can go feed again? Uh, whatever it is, I just experienced way better movement and activity on the back side of a front than on the front forward side. So that's just my two cents. Right now, with 20 degrees below zero, that's 20 degrees lower than, more than 20 degrees lower than average. The deer, are they're doing, they're doing a totally different thing now. Now they're not even getting up in the morning and feeding. They're waiting till the sun's getting good high and the temperature's at its highest point. So they expend less energy. So they're doing that at this time of the year where mid-season with a 10 degree difference, they probably wouldn't. They'd still get up and move and do their feeding afterwards. And um, okay. So pressure is... The weather, high yeah, pressure, yes. low pressure. But sometimes the pressure is not changing. And sometimes it's low and sometimes it's high, right? I mean, yeah. like it can be doing anything. And a buck working a scrape line, like there's not, like, you know, you're talking about rain and there's not always these drastic um, highs and lows of pressure. I see them when the weather patterns go through. That's what well, they are. Okay, so you want to talk week, about you're a... not going to have two storms that come through to where you're hunting this big high pressure. Sometimes you do. Look at the hurricane I, I, that affected this well, year's I, I didn't all say east s- winds. You know. <laughs> yes, obviously sometimes it happens, but all I said was it doesn't always happen. Well, they're not working scrapes just in high pressure and just after the rain. No, but they're more active on them. That, that, after that's a, a good, good time rain. to focus on, but it's not like the catch-all. Let me ask you this: If you had, if you were going to go. Try and get a buck on a scrape line. Do you think your percentages would be higher after rain came through and they got all washed out with rain, or would it be just as good on a day that it didn't rain? Could mm-hmm. depend on the time of the year. I mean, if it's in it, it, you know, and what I know about the deer, obviously I would take. I know that scrapes are hot after rain, but it doesn't always rain. So right. if I had that rain, but. I wouldn't be sitting there waiting on a rain just to hunt that scrape. This particular deer might be hitting those scrapes every single day if it's if it's October 29th and he's okay, getting I'll, real fired up. I'll relay it to fishing again. Steady barometer, steady weather. Let's call it weather. I'll call it barometer, steady barometer. And rising barometer, phenomenal fishing. Barometer dropping, horrible. Lockjaw. So then let's consider the same with a deer. Steady weather patterns. Clear weather where there's not a change in it. It's all just steady sailing. Good moon phases. Everything's going steady. But when the fronts come through, there's where you get your spikes in activity. Um, uh, let's talk about changing tactics due to weather. There you go. 
Um, this could be interesting because I think amongst the confusion, the point I'm trying to make or the point that I think both of us have been trying to make, you know, we know that there's hotter weather times that are happening all the time. And there's, there's these small times to take advantage of, but in reality, predicting weather, watching the news, like knowing when the temp, like literally if I have a temperature gauge in my watch, I watch it rise and fall all the time. It, it, it's very confusing. So maybe we look at it, you know, you know, going away from that. You know, you, we know those are key times to hit, but let's talk about how we can capitalize on all these times, whether they're shitty, low pressure, steady. Okay, I'll give you a scenario. Um, it's late season. It's winter. A storm's coming in. It's going to hit literally in the morning at 9 o'clock and run through the whole day to the next day. If any time there is to stay probably out of the woods or skip it, would be to jump on your post in the middle of the afternoons in a, in a blizzard and sit in your stand till dark. I would be gearing up and ready for the morning after that blizzard hits, when that high pressure comes in, the sun shining, stop snowing, and beer just come out of the woodwork. They're up, they're moving again, and now they got to feed more, so it's just a more active time. Of, uh, so there's something you can change up. And looking at your pressure on your watch is no good. You got to watch the weather people who predict it in advance uh so that gives you the one up on them the deer's advance is 12 to 24 hours that's all they know is because that's when the pressure they're actually feeling yeah you, you can set your watch though to have to have warning right and i don't know what's your opinion on that do you think a deer knows before the weather guy knows a, a big fret front's coming in even before the pressure starts dropping does he know that i do i believe it's beyond our comprehension even dogs and stuff and I, I don't know i mean uh it, it that's hard to answer i don't have the i don't have the the evidence to back mm -hmm. any of that up i just feel that they have a sixth sense to that but um. so let's talk about that movement before uh front then too i'm almost thinking that they it's not that they can sense um the storm coming before 24 hours but it's they've been on a pattern of good weather so long and things are just going along good Moon phase is good and steady. I think um, it's almost like uh, they talk about hunting turkey, how the more high pressure and the clearer the days, like you get three days into it, they just come off the, uh, just come unhinged. So does a deer do the same thing? Is it just a buildup and you're thinking it's a big movement before the weather pattern? Um, I've always missed what everybody's talking about, being there for this movement before the patterns. I've never been able to hit it. So I've either been late um to the table or whatever um but i do know being on the back side of it is is phenomenal hunting do you have any examples of of something you might do as a tactic to in a such situation that you don't like to hunt in i don't like to hunt in blizzards hurt no or yeah tornadoes. okay okay all right let me jump in so like but taking that right so here's a prime example how you could capitalize on both you could maybe you know go try and um get right up on top of these deer maybe you use that blizzard as a you know knowing that these deer are going to be hunkered down and you go in there strategically and try and shoot one off the ground i, I don't know I, i'm just you that, know i'm, I'm that's the time to kill one off the ground i'll tell well, you right now that's what i'm getting at I, i'm talking let's let's talk about some tactics that guys can and not, not that's a super aggressive tactic but but just some things that you can take weather um and maybe utilize them. Same thing with uh, rain. I never hunted really 
in the rain to hunt in the rain i hunt in the rain to be there right when it breaks that's the best time um and usually if you wait and on your way out you'll you know you'll be bumping deer on your feet all over the place um look perfect example okay last year uh, uh justin hollinsworth one of our one of our good friends was out here hunting and he went out in a absolute pouring storm and you know lisa was there we were i i sat in i didn't have a lead on anything good i didn't have to fill something that that day i had a ton of season left and she's kind of asking me why you know why aren't you in there and i just explained i don't i don't really need to be out there right now he's this is his last day and he ain't out there to be in that rain he's out there to be when that breaks and uh he killed his buck uh i think I, the, the rain stopped a half hour just before sundown and uh he had a good movement that he capitalized on soaking wet drenched all the equipment drenched um just don't i just don't care to hunt in the rain again if i'm hunting four month season i could hunt every day um we've talked a lot about your favorite weather condition what is your least favorite like describe to us your least favorite uh you're in the tree in the condition hot humid weather I, I just absolutely hate it so even if it's good pressure but it's hot and humid it's probably not it's probably not great pressure it's probably just uh you could a, have a you could have a nice whatever. high pressure it's, it's, you asked me my my least i'm just saying i'm i'm getting into that i hate so humidity it, even though it's high pressure you're like still be, saying you don't like humid i like and to hot. be clean and dry i like all my shit clean and dry less scent issues i just um i i do not care for that that's the one downfall of october it's just a um and we're in a humid you know wisconsin iowa uh our climates are kind of kind of humid hot um typically and i just don't i don't care for them yeah we have very very high humidity see i i don't mind the heat uh the humidity sucks but fog i despise uh, i despise fog so that's and that's that humidity not, on steroids. yeah you're taking you're taking humidity and going over the top so much to where you're literally sitting in water and when I think, even though like you get like a cooler day, but my least favorite is those. It's kind of like a chilly morning, but it bites you to the bone because it's so wet and you can't see, and your scent is like just. It just feels like horrible. Yeah, I don't know. Like so, the definitely humidity. Here's um, here's something you guys can look for. And again, this is just from, you know, decades of experience. When you have a front. And they're calling, you know, in October, and they're calling for a hard frost in the morning. There is no better hunting um, than that pressure sitting hitting in October. It's just, um, I can't explain it. It's just, it is the best late morning hunting that you'll ever experience. Um, you know, and they'll call for, you know, cover your gardens. You know, you're going to have a hard frost in the morning. It's usually pretty warm in the evening before. And all of a sudden that front comes through and just, drops that temperature and squeezes every ounce of moisture um, out of the sky and out of the environment and the deer just how about the uh, first snow of the season you've experienced phenomenal hunting on that where the deer just experienced their first new fresh snow yeah yeah I've seen them running around like like kids so and I'll elaborate it's probably not your big does and your mature buck star all your younger deer that never seen it before and just that extra activity of just deer in general up on their feet moving, it winds them all up, and you get you usually get some good movement. So uh, those are some of my favorite in Upper Wisconsin. 
uh, fresh, clean, new snow the next day. And, um, I mean, who doesn't like to hunt in the snow? Yeah, so I think, you know, a lot of people have probably keyed in, you know, on changes in weather, hunting post-rain or, you know, fresh snow, and obviously cold snaps. Everybody's waiting for those those cold snaps. Is there any unlikely condition you can think of that people would like an aha type thing that a guy could leave this podcast with as far as maybe something to key in on that he hasn't um again start paying attention more to that um below normal temperatures that really throws a wrench in the works it uh can work in your favor there's any time to be out midday so is that something you look up or you just because I, I don't, yeah. you know, I have a wet, yeah, I have a weather yeah. app, and it doesn't tell me if the if the temperature is below seasonal average. But I also know people who get very you could look at that granular that with that. Yeah. So, um, if I'm so we know that twenty below zero is yeah, below seasonal average. If I'm hearing you right, though, like you know, so you're talking about identifying um, consistently colder than normal temperatures, even though you're not getting crazy drafts, even early season. It's, it's, um, so that early season is kind of better than the below normals in the winter. And then it's almost flipped. So now if it's above seasonal average, kind of milder, you just see the deer don't eat as much or they don't, uh, uh, move as much that, um, I like below seasonal temperatures on the backside, um, high pressure, clear, clear, uh, bluebirds guys. Uh, that type of hunting seems to be my best. Now, I could tell you a story on the coldest day on record in Illinois that I hunted, which <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard 20 times. But here's the mindset of a guy that didn't have this knowledge years ago. Um, so I went on a week-long trip on my own to Illinois, all excited to take it off, uh, paid a trespass fee to get on a pretty good piece of land. And I went there with the mentality of my normal hunting pattern. I was going to go try and find any crop standing, any field edges, scout those, you know, for some, uh, uh, maybe a guy had an old picker or something, there was more corn on a field than normal. Just your normal, you'd, you'd be on a field edge in the evenings and in the back. And I went there and it was a ghost town on any field edge. It, it uh, The temperatures plummeted, a big blizzard came through. Every crop field that was there was locked up and covered in snow and, and froze solid. There is no way a deer could even get to feeding on that, and they weren't there. So I started going out before sunup, stay until uh, at dark, and lo and behold, I wouldn't see shit till 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning, and after 2 in the afternoon, nothing. So I might, you know, gravitated toward the creek bottoms out of the wind, in the sun, and it was actually uh, 60 below um, with the windshield in the mornings. The highs for the days were two degrees. But when you this this is all weather, right? So when you got down on the creek bottom and you were out of the wind and in the sun, it was literally felt like decent, even though it was still you know 10 below zero. Um, it was manageable weather, and then deer were pounding the shit on like it on that bottom um up all midday and as soon as that sun would start coming down where it started getting colder and dropping again they would just bed up right 
on the food stores as they were at. So there's something you can capitalize on. If you get temperatures like you have now and you find where these deer are bedding and feeding, uh, it's like taking candy from a baby. You can go in there and bump them off it, set in a stand, and they'll turn right around and come right back into that uh, area of food and shelter. Um, now it's all about survival. It's not about them being able to pick where they can go, where they can feed, and um, and even bed just like wintering, you know, deer. So, yeah, more so in the, the harsh climates. Yes, definitely. Just and I'm talking harsh. Um, yeah, th- those are those are those sort of situations come on. You know, extreme cold temperatures, maybe even like a a crazy amount of snow dump, like to where they yeah. like all of a sudden they've established these areas and their trails. They don't want to leave these areas. I mean, it's kind of dangerous from the runoff into the deep, yeah. right? Um, the only food left there would have been browse, and this was all more creek bottoms and not a lot of, uh, um, not a lot of cover, more open areas. So there was this green lichen that grows on the base of those trees down on creek bottoms. You know, about ten inches of the base of the trees, and everything was just that was the, like the only food there, just pounding the hell out of it. Let's talk about dealing with temperatures, cold temperatures, as a hunter. Is it your clothing? Or is it your mind? You have to be in a mental state to handle that shit. That's not. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's funny because one of the biggest questions I get all the time is, "Hey, what are you wearing? What are you laying with? What I like? Are you, are you wearing that just for like? Did you just take a picture in that? Where's your coat?" And <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't wear a, a coat really. I mean, I'll I'll when it gets really cold, I'll throw on a, a coat, maybe under an under layer, but. Really, the layers don't change. I think you just, you kind of, for one, you get used to it as the season goes on. But when it comes down to the cold, cold stuff, yeah, I think you just got to be, you got to have it in your in your mind. And, you know, it's your will that keeps you out there. I mean, you're, because yeah. you're, you're cold, you just ain't, you're not feeling it. So, I, yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, mind over matter. Yeah, you got to be in it. Uh, and I'd say for the first half, couple decades of hunting, I always went in with, just not enough clothes and thinking just you know you don't want a lot of when you're bow hunting you don't want a lot of stuff on your arms and, and things of that nature you don't want to be real bulky uh and you see me already i think you even laughed at me you see me some of the stuff i'm i'm wearing and just some pretty mild temperatures i just rather be warm <laughs> at the moment of truth than having the shivers or uh being cold on a pulse it's just a it makes for a way it, more enjoyable hunt it's a, yeah it does and you can stay out longer it does suck to be cold, but I don't know. In some weird way, I like it though. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, it, it's. Uh, I hear you. I um. Now, yeah, not. It's part of the grind. Th- well, there's. I think there's um. Like you got to be smart about it, and there's there's tactically like knowing what you're going to be able to get away. Like, if you're freezing and chattering, like you're not going to be able to put. Like, the odds are you're not going to be able to make it happen. So, if you can't, you know. So I come from a lot of that, you know, we're up in Wisconsin, up Wisconsin, cold weather. That actually changed um, the equipment I used due to the weather. Remember when I backed, I switched over like 52 pounds, just low poundage. I could get that bow back in any situation. And when I used to shoot 70, I swear to God, I was there was a thing in my mind is I was so froze, so cold, could barely even move. Uh, am I going to be able to get this bow back when the moment of truth comes? So, um, 
that's where that comes into effect. You, you really can't even physically uh, dangerous getting down out of a tree. You can barely hang on to stuff. So, um, and again, it's I think it is. I think it's mind over matter. Yeah, and honestly, you know, the, it's the same with the heat. Um, <laughs> I hate the heat. I mean, uh, to go out there and just get you know eaten alive and and just be dripping sweat is sort of a mental thing too. We're, Kind of screw loose either way. And then in October, you got the deer movement at a smaller, uh, a smaller, like say, home range. It's a tighter, they're concentrated more. You're trying to get closer to these things right up under bedding areas when it's humid and it, like you said, foggy or muggy weather. It's just, it just makes it tough. Uh, and then that bounces back, you know, mid range when they start moving out bigger ranges. Um, you could probably sneak in and get away with a little bit more. And then when it goes back late season, is again, tight quarters, having to get it right up on them. And then it's like I said, it's like taking candy for a baby because you got everything working in your favor. Um, you know, you got that uh, scent control. Um, you got good early movement where they have to get up and start feeding. Um, uh, and the rut's all through. This is more about just surviving. And um, Yeah, it's still, I don't know, it's still, it's still a feat because even if you – I mean, you still got to play that spot right, and sometimes, sometimes they won't even, they won't even run far enough to not be watching you. So you got to beware of that because I've had it to where I thought it was going to be super easy, and I found this buck and I I bumped him out of the bed, and, and all the deer he was with, it was a little herd, and it was extremely cold, and I he just ran up on the ridge and watched me the entire time, set the stand up, mm-hmm. like you know, and I. I should have, I don't know, I wasn't thinking, but uh, I was thinking it'd be very easy. But sometimes you got to even, you know, play it smart. If you do get in that situation. You you do get out a little late. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking like this is, this Morning. is, no, this is like, yeah, setting the stand up and just popping in and just waiting then because right. I knew he was going to come back. But, you know, he, and this, I don't know if it was, uh, this was a, this was super, this was a couple of years ago, real late season. So I probably after scouting got in the stand. Yeah, I would be typically late for sure. Um, but I, I just set the stand and, and hung out in there till dark. Or I was thinking in my mind, I was thinking he'd come back way before dark. Like mm-hmm. he just popped around that bend and he'd, he'd come back very soon in an hour or something. And he never did, but I seen him get up and then make his way, um, to the area and watched me the entire time never actually came back into where he was bedding but just kind of meandered off somewhere else but um well there's a good example of that uh do you remember when you made it move on that buck in illinois when it was late season we pushed what dozens of deer back in off of them where they were all bedded what did they do they turned around and literally within an hour they all just started filing back out you made a move uh, with was, that stand and yeah it was uh, a few yeah it was a few it was definitely a few hours. Uh, it varied, but um, they were wanting to get back to that spot, and that was an example of like there was a lot of snow, right? Yeah, I mean, was, and was... and they there was a lot of snow. It was cold, not extremely cold, but I think it was the amount of snow that trumped the temperature, and and they were eating on locust pods, right? Heavy, um, yep. and and they had the, you know, like these bigger these bigger deer herd up with a lot of that can be tough though getting in those areas. There's a lot of deer. You know, but think of that. All those deer had all those uh, that snow pawed off to the locust pot, yeah. so it was easy eating, easy feed. Yeah, they want to come back there. Nobody wants to go through twelve inches of snow and start digging and searching for it when it's already been uh, trails were pounded down, established. It's like a winter yard in 
in central Illinois. Yeah. It, um, well, especially down there, too, it tends to warm up or rain and then re, re get cold. So then they can barely even get through. Even if they wanted to get through the snow, they, right, it's like ice. they can't um, get through it. Um, so weather's a big, it's a big hurdle. Uh, it could help you, it could hinder you, uh, but be aware of it. Um, start paying attention to it. You should pay attention no matter what you're doing on, on post. Um, just see, when you see deer movement, good days, just kind of look back and what the temperature was, what the changes were, what the, uh, the ambient temperature for that day was. You can start to learn some things. Things start to fall into a pattern. Um, and then it becomes second nature that you just know. That's the big thing, knowing where to be before the shit happens. Not the day after. Um, staying ahead of that game, so... We're just going to take a second out here to talk about Mobile Hunters United. It is a group Facebook page that is owned and operated by Lone Wolf Custom Gear. And we made this thing as a resource for mobile hunters. There is hundreds of guys on there with all levels of expertise from experts to beginners. Three generations of mobile hunters. Um all out there just kind of at your disposal. That was the whole point and purpose of the creation uh, of this forum. So if you ever have any questions, gear-related, hunting-related, um, all sorts of things, whether you're just getting into it or you've been hunting for years and you're looking to have more success, feel free to get on there. Not only does it give you a good insight of what everybody's doing, um, you know, it gives you product ideas, it gives you ways to become more efficient, and, and, you know, even just bounce things off of people. If you haven't seen it, hop over to Facebook and search Mobile Hunters United. Like I said, it's open to everybody, no biases, and we're all mobile hunters.